Hello, this is Jamie. And this is Heather. And welcome to Using Our Inside Voice, a podcast where we awaken to the extraordinary meaning of everyday mundane life by passing it through a particle collider of different and differing perspectives. So today we're talking about, once again, the journey towards our inner child. And as cliche as that sounds, there's been a lot of push to figure out who we were uh, before we decided to become who we've become. And now we're starting to figure out why. What's the deeper game here? What spirit got planned? What are our guides actually guiding us to do? Yeah, it's been, I want to say it's actually been fun. It's been interesting, but there's been a lot of fun yeah. moments when you kind of get to peek behind the curtain and go, ah, uh okay mm-hmm. i see what you're doing there I see, mm-hmm. I see what you're leading me towards okay i'm huckleberry i'll try hell what else <laughs> am i doing what else well, do i and, have going I think, on i think the real question is what else do you have to lose because we've been realizing lately that the way that we had been living our lives was becoming tighter and tighter and tighter and more constricted and more constricted to the point where we're where we are now where we're just like what do I have to lose? I, I, I have to try something. What I was trying wasn't working. And I need to, I need momentum. I crave momentum more than I crave being safe. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I just got that image of um, like they're showing me researchers doing like doing research on, on animals and you know, having them go through some sort of like negative reinforcement sort of training. And then, you know, they do something like unlock their cage and they'll stay huddled in a corner, even though the door is wide open, they won't go anywhere because they've been trained to stay in the corner. And I feel like, you know, we've all been trained to stay in the corner for a really long time. And now it's like, look, the coast is clear. Go ahead, go out, venture, shoo, shoo. Right. Yeah. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> fly, fly free, little bird. Fly free. <laughs> but how do you fly free? Like you just. If you forget you, forget. you have wings. Yeah, exactly. It's not just that you forget how to fly. It's that you forget you can fly. It's that you forget you have wings. How do you use these things again? And that's really what the journey is about right now is figuring out what you have that you forgot you had. And that's why we're going back to that the child aspects of ourselves that were abandoned when we were little because we felt we had to in order to stay safe, in order to stay alive, in order to get our needs met. Yeah. You know, and the the kid in you just assumes that it can do everything, that it can do anything. Yeah. It doesn't even question whether it needs wings to fly. It's like, okay. No, it just I'll whatever's just presented, it's like, well, if it's presented, then it must be for me. Right. I, I mean, I can, I'm only getting to the point now where I can imagine living that way. Yeah. Which I mean, is insane because it's, yeah. it's literally our starting point. We're born on this planet and as a child, we just believe if it's presented to us, it's meant for us. And then that just gets so completely decimated yeah, by the, growing up. <laughs> the The beta kicks in. The the task orientation kicks in, the, you know, survival skills kick in, and it becomes less about living, less about exploring, 
less about creating and more about surviving. How do I make it through the next day? How do I fit in? How do I fold myself up so tiny that no one will notice? And I think, you know, that's that's where many of us have been. That's where we kind of started discovering ourselves and going, wait a second. I can't I can't live like that. I can't be like that. And as we start to unfold, I think it's it's hard to realize that we've unfolded. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's hard to realize that we have the option to you know, like, guess what? Your your space has gotten a whole lot bigger. You can stretch your arms all the way out. Right. And again, the only way we're gonna learn that is by being pulled out into our external world. Yeah, you gotta test those waters. Yeah. And, um, yeah, for the last, uh, week and a half or so, I know I've, I've definitely been kind of bobbing in those waters off and on. And it's been, it's been really interesting. Um, we kind of always start this off by having a little conversation beforehand and we usually try not to, uh, you know, do these long drawn out conversations too much in between recording because we want to save it for here but it was fun when we had our our chat just a little while ago and i was relaying that you know i had some nights over the last week or so where i was having a really hard time sleeping not that sleep in general is super easy for me because i'm a very light sleeper but um i was having a hard time sleeping and I was kind of playing through in my mind, you know, like the different things that keep me up, you know, besides the cat, besides all the, you know, that stuff. It's like physically, what am I going through that's that's keeping me up? It's like, do I have heartburn? You know, do I have like the acid reflux thing happening? Is my left shoulder feeling pinned? Am I rolling over on it too much? Like all these things. And I'm like, it's just too much it's just too much. I don't, I don't want to feel like this right now. And um, I kind of heard the little voice inside go, well, why do you feel like that right now? It's like, well, because everything hurts. <laughs> Duh. And it's like, well, but why though? Like, do you, do you want to feel that way? And it's like, no, why would I want to feel that way? And it's like, well, what if you, what if you asked to not feel that way? And it's like, well, haven't I kind of been doing that already? Isn't that why I'm going through all the stuff that I'm going through? And it was just kind of, they directed me to a space of like, what would you want to feel like? And it's like, well, I would want to be in less pain. I would want to have better sleep. I would want to, you know, and I, I, rambled off a bunch of stuff that you know felt like kind of like no brainers of course you know isn't the stuff that I've already put out there already and then they kind of came back at me with how about strong and all of a sudden that was the clinch in the stomach mm -hmm. and I part of me was like yeah of course I want to feel strong I want to I want to hike I want to climb mountains I want to go on adventures I want to yeah yeah, I want to feel strong, but 
the more I kind of admitted that to myself, the more my stomach kind of clenched. And it's like, what is that? Mm -hmm. And I finally got to the crux of it was I was afraid that if I was strong again, that somebody was going to take advantage of that, that I was going to be beaten down again, that it was going to be used against me and that it'd be taken away Mm -hmm. and that I'd have to start all over from scratch again, because that's basically where I felt that I was back in the day when I was doing a lot of physical work people took advantage of the fact that I didn't know how to say no, that I didn't know how to set boundaries for myself, that I didn't know how to say, it hurts when I do that. I don't want to do that anymore. Or, you know, and it just dawned on me that it was like, man, man, that sucks that I have held that in that place for so long. But it's like, that's what I mean is like you go through some of these things and you you don't realize how packed away it is or what it's kind of buried underneath or what it's going to bring up exactly. It's you know, it's like if I think about kid me, kid me ran all over the place and you know, climbed rocks and went on like hikes in the you know or my parents lived on this huge property we had like three and a half acres of land and it was most of it was like out in the bush and stuff and there were scorpions and snakes and everything and i packed myself like a little backpack of all my like emergency supplies and take (laughs) my little my little thermos of water and I'd go off with the neighbors and we go like, you know, hunt lizards and go up into the avocado groves and pick avocados. And, you know, it's like, we'd have these little adventures and there came a time when I just stopped doing stuff like that. And then I got to the point where I am now where I feel like, you know, I couldn't even imagine or wrap my head around doing things like that. And of course, you know, going through the process of doing the bariatric surgery and getting all the things in line to do that definitely brings up hope. But I think the the bigger underlying thing here was just the fact that I was afraid to be strong. Period. Because I felt like that portion of myself had been so abused because I didn't know how to set boundaries. Right. Well, and your conscious mind makes the connection that that's how you got to where you are now and in the first place. So why would you go back to that? But it's, we have to go back to it. We're finding our wings and we have, we have clipped our own wings so that they wouldn't be clipped by other people or other events or other experiences. And now we have to we have to be brave and willing enough to get back out there and unfurl our wings and try to fly in public in in the midst of all those possibilities, all of those possible experiences that we believed clipped them in the first place because at the time we were people that didn't realize that we had the power to defend ourselves. We didn't know how to set those boundaries for ourselves. And now we have to prove to ourselves that we are our own best advocates. We're our own parents. We're our own caretakers. And that's 
Uh, daunting. <laughs> That's really daunting, but exciting too. Yeah, it's daunting, but it's it's actually fun. Like I've I've used the word fun so many times this week or mm -hmm. or happy. Like, oh, this is another thing and I didn't even get to tell you this. This was this was interesting. So last weekend when we were out on I think it was last Saturday, we would we had gone out and real quick to do to like run an errand and then we ran across a like craft fair type situation that was happening and like we'd done one or two like little things that like we we hadn't done in a really long time and it was so funny because I kept finding myself looking over at my husband and like looking at him very lovingly and I felt like very squishy inside <laughs> and I was like what is this? Like, why do I feel so like, I feel so lovey right now. Like, I don't know why I feel <laughs> lovey right now. And I'll tell you that stymied me for like an entire day. And what the is next feeling day, so sudden and new? I felt seriously. the moment I laid eyes on you. <laughs> right. Um, I, I totally, I totally let the next day. I'm like, we're, we went somewhere else and I'm sitting in the car and I looked over at him and I'm like, I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh I no. Felt, I felt like such an idiot. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, I'm happy. Wow. And it's like, wow. Could that have been that? Could that have con that concept have been so foreign that it literally stymied <laughs> me for a full twenty four hours? I don't. I, I can't identify this feeling. What is this? What is this? Happiness, is you this? dolt. <laughs> That's right? so sad, though. That's so sad and it's so sad. relatable. But I think we've done that to ourselves in so many ways, where we're like, you know, I we get trapped in these little spaces and again even if you're on a very spiritual path even if you are in a space where you know you you know about you know holding things in the heart and you you meditate and you whatever your practice daily practices i think there are there are still times when you know when you're out in the it's easy to feel that way when you're in a space that you've created specifically for that thing Sure. You know, you can go into that space and feel that. And it doesn't really register because it's expected. Right. But I think when we're out in our everyday lives and our everyday worlds experiencing things, we've gone through so much and we've done so much that sometimes it just doesn't occur to us when stuff like that comes up. It's like, oh, yeah, that's I that's happiness. Absolutely. That's joy that's fun fun mm -hmm. that's a mm -hmm. that's another word that's been coming up that's another thing that's been coming up it's like you know what happens when you decide to make something that would have like otherwise scared you or that you would have felt unsure about what what happens if you just let it be fun what if you pretend like You've never done this before. You have, obviously, you have no idea what the outcome is going to be because 
it hasn't happened yet. What if you just decide to go into an experience, not letting all your previous experiences color it and just act like it's fun. Right. And let it be fun. Mm -hmm. It's like stepping into, it's like stepping through the painting in Mary Poppins, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it's like being on the sidewalk and, and jumping in and all of a sudden you're in, you know, a world where the carousel horses, you know, take you for a ride through the pastoral lands, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. wow, I didn't think of that. Like, why didn't I, why, why haven't I done this before? I think we're, we're just, we've, we've, we're starting to come into a place where not only is that available to us, but it's necessary. It's necessary to build what we want next. It's like you, yeah. you have to be able to fully release those previous experiences that you've healed. You've done all that healing work. It's like, you know, it, it's kind of like you, you do all the healing work, but when you look down at yourself, you still see an open gaping wound. And it's like, you got to close that shit up. It's, it's necessary for, for where we're at, for the energy that we're in. Like that is how things are going to continue to shift and change and move in the direction that we want to move them in. It's, you know, forget about things looking impossible or feeling impossible. That's, that's old that's old news you know what what do you create next and you kind of you have to go in with again with the fresh eyes mm-hmm. you know you have to go in with a just a a new thought about everything um the other thing that i was kind of bringing up to heather recently was that I had these two opportunities, these two opportunities come up kind of out of the blue. And I realized that like, I haven't been out in the regular world for so long that like, I, I have no real pants, quote unquote. (laughs) Everybody know what I'm talking about when I say real pants, I mean, not yoga pants, not not slip on stretchy pants not jeans but like slacks slacks (laughs) you know like adults do um i had no real pants and i was kind of doing a thing where i needed real world pants and so i i had to go and find some and at first it was like a very scary thought First, it was scary just thinking that I that I was going to be doing something where real pants were expected. Right. <laughs> that in and of itself comes with a right. plethora of stories right. that are all scary and or either if they're not scary for you, they're heavy, they may cause anxiety or panic, but that's all attached to real pants. Real pants yeah. with seams and buttons and... A zipper, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, these pants have all of those things. They oh have my all God. of those things. I almost said pockets, but I know they don't have real pockets. So, 
No, no, they totally don't have pockets. That's the one thing that they do not have. They don't have real pockets. They have fake pockets, which I still don't understand. I still do not <laughs> understand to the fashion world. What are you doing with fake pockets? They're, they're <laughs> this should not be a thing. Anyways, so I had to go out in the world and and acquire <laughs> real pants. And it started feeling like a video game <laughs> Like I was on a mission, like I was playing Zelda or something. And it was like, <laughs> you have to go out and you have to find the real pants, the real do, pants do, that do. fit you. <laughs> <laughs> so I went about this mission to find real pants. And it was crazy that when I first got to the store, I grabbed like five or six different styles of, of black pants, which... First of all, part of me was like grateful that there were, you know, five or six different pairs that I could try on. Uh, part of me was surprised that there were five or six pairs that I could try <laughs> on. And then there was a different part of me that was completely overwhelmed that were there were five or six pairs of black pants that I had to choose from. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, I'm I'm incredibly short uh, for for anybody out hey. there who. who who doesn't know me i am I'm shorter I'm, than you i'm very vertically challenged um and so like most of the pants that i tried on were incredibly long there was one pair that fit correctly and i love it because they were uh they were ankle pants so there was they were meant oh, to sure. fit like high waters on regular right. people yeah um on me they're the perfect length exactly <laughs> That's my but, secret too. But they were not flattering around the middle, not at all. Oh, and I'm sad. like, oh, sad mm. face. And just about then, the the gal came in that like works for the shop, and she's like, "How are you doing?" And I'm like, "Well, like I like this one pair, but they're outrageously long." Um, I'm like, "And this pair, like." They come to the right spot, but like they're totally not flattering around the middle part. And she's like, well, let me go and see what I can find. And so she ran off for a few minutes and stole a pair of pants off of a mannequin. Stripped a <laughs> damn like, mannequin for you. That's service. Right. It was like, here, try these on. And it was like, oh, winner, winner, <laughs> chicken dinner. These are the pants. These are the pants. <laughs> And then I ended up having like a reward that I was unaware of that like the pants were on sale, but they were still really high priced even after being on sale. But then I had this like reward that was awesome that I didn't know that I had. And that was like an additional $20 off, which made them way more reasonable. And so like I walked away going like, I acquired real person pants. <laughs> that boys and girls is magic. That's magic that was, in action. That's literally totally magic. magic. That was totally magic. And then the next morning as I'm getting dressed, I'm realizing, Oh man, like not only did I have to put on real pants, but I have to like put makeup on and like do my hair and stuff. And I know we've been talking a lot about the have to thing versus the I get to thing mm -hmm. but it was like part of me was excited to be doing what I was doing because I just simply hadn't done it in a long time the other part of me is struggling with like seeing in the mirror to like actually put makeup on correctly and having to use the magnifying mirror and all of that stuff 
And then I realized because most of the time I don't wear my hair down. I just throw it up in a bun and I do it without even looking in the mirror. So I haven't really realized like how long my hair has gotten until I brushed it out and actually started curling it. And I'm like, I have way too much dang hair. Like where (laughs) did like, when did I become Goldilocks? And I'm like, you know, sitting there doing my hair and like it, everything went together like fairly easily and like without too much trouble, even though there were like things I was like, okay, I have too much hair and this whole putting on makeup thing. I don't know if I like this, but, but I do look okay. Like I appreciate the way I look in the mirror right now. So like I can deal with that. And then I realized that it was raining really hard outside and the, the tops that I had kind of thought about in my mind to finish off this outfit were both kind of more, uh, we'll say incredibly absorbent material. One was like <laughs> a family top. One was like a velvety thing. And then the other one was like flat out a sweater. And I'm like, I am going to end up wearing all of that rain out there. Like, even though I have an umbrella, it's like, you know, it's not an, an unimpenetrable uh, fortress that you carry around with you like it the water still finds you and I just really didn't want to be carrying around all this water so I'm like I don't know what else I'm gonna I don't know what else to wear and I kind of threw my closet open and in amongst all my other things I saw this blouse that I, I must have bought like I don't know like a year or so ago and just never wore and it was just sitting there and I'm like Uh, maybe that would work. It at least had long sleeves. So I knew I'd be, you know, somewhat warm, even though I wasn't wearing a sweater. And I threw it on and I looked really good. I looked really polished. I looked really put together. And I'm like, okay, well, that wasn't too bad. I feel (laughs) good about this. And kind of just the whole rest of the morning and the whole rest of the day, I kind of took everything like, well, you know, what if we just had fun with this? What if we just pretended like all of the experiences that we've had previously did not exist? Like those things never happened. Like that never colored my perspective. And like, I just let this be new and I would just have fun with it. And I would just go with how I felt like, I felt pretty good about what I was wearing. I had conquered the mission of the real pants. <laughs> I I found a blouse to go with it. I did hair. I did makeup. As far as I was concerned, going out the door, I was a winning. <laughs> so when I got to where I was doing the rest of what I needed to do, it was like, oh, this is completely different from what I had previously pictured this whole thing to be like, like from the people that I was encountering to the feel of the situation, everything was just a a complete flip flop from what I had, what I had imagined. Right. And for the rest of the day, like when I came out of, this meeting that I had, like the first thing that I felt was important. And I didn't know where that came from. And it was really, again, it was almost like the, I'm happy. It was like, (laughs) I feel 
important. And it's like, why? It's like, I don't care. (laughs) It's like, what does it matter? (laughs) Right. Is that a bad feeling to sit in? Just go with it, girl. What the hell? And it's just, it's been so funny because the last couple of days, it seems like things like that have just continued to happen. Um, The other kind of interesting thing that happened was that I have been having issues with the eye doctor that I have been seeing where I just, I really didn't feel heard um, and really didn't feel like things had been explained to me very well. And even though I understood that they were, you know, the doctors were supposed to be really good. I wasn't happy with, with, you know, what I was getting basically. And all of a sudden I realized through um, my patient portal that, I had a new referral for a new eye doctor and I didn't get a call or anything. It was just this, Oh, by the way, you've been approved. And it's like, Oh, for what though? (laughs) For who? Why? I don't understand what happened. And literally right before I went to go call the office to ask them what the heck this was, this referral was for, they called me and basically informed me that the doctor had dropped me and that um, the referral was for a new doctor mm-hmm. because they decided that they weren't going to see patients in the, in the group umbrella that I was under basically. And I'm like, uh, Okay, like you were going to tell me first. You're just going <laughs> to let me find out by a no phone call, okay. no email, no, no text message, no. just bite. You know, just just. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, that thing that you got, that approval that you got, that's because we're dropping you. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> goodbye then. Right. And so I call this new doctor's office, and get a really sweet person right away. I was like, oh, yes, I see your referral here. And um, I, I see that it says that you need to be seen urgently. I, I can get you in, uh, you know, like basically next week. Um, do you need to be seen earlier than that? I can see if I can move some things around. And I, I was literally like my jaw dropped. Because the previous doctor was booking out like months in advance. And I'm like, "Uh, uh, I don't even know what to do with this information. My my brain just cannot compute. And so I basically said, let me let me like explain to you the situation here. And I don't know if this will help explain where I'm at. But I, I, I told him about the the issues that I had with the previous office and how I ended up at this office. And he was like, wow, well, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. And, you know, let me reassure you that if you call this office, you're not going to get any recording. You're not going to get, you know, press this button to get this and that and, you know, have to call back 8 million times. You'll get a person every time. You know, we're we're all pretty nice around here and we'll do our best to help you. <laughs> we're all pretty nice. You know, Kevin. And it, <laughs> Don't go to Kevin. <laughs> right, right. Don't go to Kevin. He's a jerk. Um, 
and then he's like, you know, and, and I, I got you set up with our with our most popular doctor. He's really great. All of our doctors are great, but everybody really loves this one. And, you know, and, you know, unfortunately, because you're a new patient, we, we are going to have to go through all the testing again. So I'm really sorry that we're going to have to put you through that again. And I'm like, oh, no, no, like, I understand it's, you know, a new patient thing. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, we understand that it's that it's going to be, you know, hard on the patient when something like that happens. And, but, but just man, the difference, yeah, the difference. It was like, it it was like the universe went, you know, you don't need to deal with that anymore. We're just going to get rid of that for you. (laughs) Let us just here. We had to shuffle some things around. Sorry. It took a minute, but here you go. Have this new experience. And so I get to see my my new eye doctor next week. So yeah, that's going to be interesting. Really I interesting. Just, well, yeah. and it's it's two perfect real world examples of exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, which is you know the only thing that we need to do right now is return to where we left off. And yeah. for some of us, especially those of us who have yet to really do it. It sounds so scary, but I promise that the first toe you dip into this energy, this being at the place that we had previously identified as the place that had hurt us, you will immediately see a difference between how it used to feel and how it feels now. And once you feel that difference, you will start to get it. Things will start to click. You will automatically open up without even having to think about it to the flow that's created just by your presence in that situation because Mm -hmm. of all the work you did to change how you perceive, what you perceive, what you'll agree to, um, what you'll say yes to, what you'll say no to, all of this work that you've been doing this entire time. Some of us for many, many years, you can't possibly know who you are now until you go back to where you were before you did all of this. And that's exactly what I'm that perfect examples. Perfect. Yeah. It's it's been it's been really interesting because you know, if you just even pay attention, like if I pay attention right now in the body, even if I even while I'm like recounting these stories, I keep getting lit up in the heart space and I'm actually getting lit up in a really interesting area, like not quite the solar plexus, but kind of in between the solar plexus and the heart. Mm -hmm. And it's a much different feeling than like, it's not the, the ringing nervous anxiety feeling. It's the, the core strength feeling the, you know, the, you're sitting in the stuff, sweetheart, kind of feeling, you know, the like, enjoy this. Right. This is, you know, this is where the fun is. This, this is, is where the action is. This is yeah, empowerment. You're feeling this empowered. Is, yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. That is so incredible. It, like, again, the thing that it doesn't dawn on you because you haven't no. been sitting in that for so long that it's like, right. oh, yeah, that's totally what that is. Well, and because it's, we don't know that we're disempowered to begin with. When we left yeah. where when we left off where we were in order to do all of this inner work, shadow work, inner child work, whatever the freak you want to call it work, 
when we left off at that point, we had an idea that the we were as empowered as we were going to get and the rest of the world had to change in order for us to move forward. Yeah. And all of this work challenged that narrative and we were like, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. And we fought, we fought it and we're like, come on, man. How much more do you want me to change? Why am I always the one who has to change? Why can't it be someone else who changes? <laughs> We went through all of the questions. We railed against it. We rebelled against it. And we made our lives really difficult. And now we finally agreed to it. And we've been agreeing to it on a regular basis for a while now. And this is the next step. This is the step to see. Do you see the difference between what you thought was self-empowerment versus what it actually means to be self-empowered? You felt important because you took care of you. And yeah. your your external reality reflected your own self-care, your own self-acceptance, your own self-love. And you were like, well, this isn't so bad after all. <laughs> right? And it's, it's like, not. Dang, it's, this is this is weird. I don't remember <laughs> like, it feeling this? this way before. <laughs> where did this feeling come from? I don't know why I feel this way. <laughs> And you, oh and my you god! I wouldn't be surprised if we set if we start finding that there are a lot of feelings that we took for granted that we have to reacclimate our familiarity. Serious, like, serious. There are, have to be because I know for me the the one that came um, most recently was freedom. I was constantly in my evening ritual asking, "Help me find freedom! Help me find freedom!" And every day I'd wake up feeling very restricted and unfree. So I had to go through a long process of figuring out if I'm asking for freedom, do I even, do I know what I'm asking for? And I searched out myself and I was like, yeah, I fucking know what I'm asking for. I'm, I'm asking to not have to sacrifice myself in order to live my life and be safe in my life. I'm not asking for certainty. I'm asking for not having to give so much of myself, just like you were when you discovered about strength. You wanted to be strong, but strength meant to you, your subconscious, that people would take advantage of you, use it all up, and then you'd be weak again. So what was the point of even trying to be strong after that? Yeah. And for me, it was freedom. If I say yes to something, it means I will no longer have the opportunity to do all of the other things that I want to do. And then that made me feel pressured to make all those other things happen right away, which was never going to happen because not all the pieces are in place for that yet. And so all I could see was either I go back to a situation where I felt my most unfree, my most restricted, my most prison imprisoned, or... I fight against that and there was no in-between, which was my cue that I was obviously lacking some perception because that's never the case. When you are looking at a polarity that is that starkly contrasted, that's not reality. There are shades of gray all in between. So I was like, well, what am I missing? And what I realized was once I started asking for just let me know, just let me have a life that I want to get out of bed for each day. What does that mean? And so what happened was as soon as I started asking for that, I started getting out of bed 
And I started looking at what I had to do that day. What did I have to legitimately do that day? And just about everything on that list was something that I could look forward to. Just about everything on that list was I want to's. And I realized, oh, I'm already manifesting a life that I want to get out of bed for. I just didn't know it because I was so afraid it'd be taken from me and I was so busy fighting against losing it that I wasn't appreciating that it was right in front of me every day when I wake up. How about if I just let this day speak for itself? How about if I just stay in this day? And that became my new mission. Just stay in this day. Today, do you feel free? Yes, today I feel free. Today, do you feel like you did your best? Yes, today I feel like I did my best. And that helped me tap into freedom and that helped me realize that I already had it. So what was I missing? If I wasn't missing freedom, what was I missing? I was missing fulfillment. Yeah. What is fulfillment? I don't know yet. I don't know what fulfillment looks like to me. I only know two things. I know what I know the definition of fulfillment that I've been uh, force-fed my entire life, which comes under the guise of, and these are all distortions, it comes under the guise of success, it comes under the guise of riches, it comes under the guise of freedom, meaning that you are never in jeopardy of not being able to make your own decisions comes under all those titles, but all of those titles are distorted because they were defined for me by my environment, whether it be my parents or the expectations of the greater world, whatever you want to call it. It was all, I. it was given, handed to me, force fed to me. And mm-hmm. I knew who I was when I was a child and I could tap into her feelings of freedom, which was a, f- a sense of being able to soar at whatever I was doing. Yeah. And I know that the the border between accepting the definitions that were force-fed to me and the definitions that I was born with that were my birthright and then were slowly traded in for safety, that border is where all the answers lie. And yeah. that that border happened when my grades started to slip in school and when I had when I started having problems. We identified that. I identified that a long time ago. But it's still, you see it echo through all aspects of your journey. So no matter what, once you identify it, no matter what part of your journey you're on, you're going to come back to it. Because at certain points in your life, you traded that feeling of being able to soar because you were taught and force-fed the belief that following that feeling was unacceptable for various reasons. Insert your own reasons here. Yeah. And so I had yet to ask for fulfillment because I didn't even realize that fulfillment was something that I could have. I had given up on the feeling of being fulfilled by my life for so long that it was literally not within my repertoire any longer. And I had to reach back. I had to uncover it. It had been buried in a very dark space for a very long time. And now in my evening ritual, yes, I ask for a life the next day that I want to get up for, but I already know that's coming because I I know what's in my plans for the next day plus whatever else happens to come along, you know? Mm -hmm. But Now I ask for, help me manifest a life of fulfillment, one that I can be passionate about, one that I'm eager about, one that makes me want to spread my wings, one that makes me feel like I'm flying, 
whatever that looks like, to whoever I am now, because I'll be honest with you, I don't think I know. Well, I think that's going to be one that is difficult for all of us right now, because we are starting off on such a new a new adventure, a new page, a new fresh page. This is, you know, because the other thing that you don't want to get trapped by is whatever your idea of, like you said, whatever your idea of fulfillment was before, whatever that societal definition was before, that ain't it, honey. That's not, Mm -mm. that's not where the good stuff is. That's someone else's distorted idea of what freedom or what fulfillment looks like for you. Yeah. And the new game is all about going back and finding that space within you where you felt limitless, where there was no fear, where there was nothing in your way, where there was nothing telling you no, where, you know, anything was possible. It didn't matter how, you know, quote unquote, unrealistic that thing was. It's the energy of that. It doesn't mean the actual, you know, go out and do something ridiculous. It's what does that represent? What is that? What is that energy, though? Right. Take that energy with all the knowledge that you have now and shape it and mold it into things that you actually want. Not the things that you think you want because that's the thing that's appropriate for you to want. And not the thing that you think you want because, child, you never got it. Although you can play with that too, but it doesn't necessarily mean that child you is going to want the same things as whoever you've become now. And sometimes that also means revisiting things that you would have turned away in the not so distant past. Yes. And seeing that it can be different from your previous version of that from whatever you knew that to be because you've released you've released that definition you've released that perspective you know let that go and allow allow it to be different and then if you don't like it or don't care for it then you can say that by my choice i don't want to do that thing or i've decided that that's not for me Or I'm going to take what I've, you know, learned recently that that new energy that I have felt around that thing. I'm going to go apply it to something else over here that sounds like more fun Mm -hmm. or that Mm -hmm. suits me better. Mm -hmm. You know, it's because we're always going to have contrast, but the contrast is happening at a new level now where it's not so much. We're, 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 we're closer together on the color wheel right now. It's not about stark opposites. It's about Mm -hmm. fine tuning into the shade that you really want. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, well, I like that, but Ooh, this is even better. Yeah. Now we get to play with hue. We get to play with saturation. We get to play with contrast. We get to play with vibrancy. And it's all because all of the work that we've been doing has allowed us to go from polarity tells us who we have to be to polarity 
shows us where we get to experiment with what we want to be. Polarity becomes the very mm, outer boundary, the hard shell of our mixing palette, where we're like, okay, we've reached two extremes. What's in between? I can't see it right now, so let's play. Let's play and add a little white. No, I want more saturation. Let's add more pigment here. Let's add a little bit of yellow. What color does this make? That's play. Mm -hmm. And that's how you start to learn to adjust the very shades of your life. How good are you going to get at painting your own life? Yeah, because that's the big requirement right now is that you jump in and take over and actually start painting your own life. And it's it's mm. artistry. And that's the artistry that this this mystery school we've been in is is artistry for creating our lives. In a yeah. way that we were not we were not supported in, nor we were allowed to do. Most of us were were not allowed to do, uh, especially to this degree. The energy didn't support it to this degree. In order to do it before, you had to be uh, very oppositional to everything and everyone to prove them all wrong. Was the energy, and now it's not about proving them all wrong. Now you have done so much work inside that you either have created or are in the process of creating enough space for you to play. And think about the the image that came to mind when I said creating enough space for you to play um, is that of a blanket fort. How safe did we feel when we built either in the living room off the couch or off of our beds in our bedrooms when we were little with a few TV tables? That's how I did it. <laughs> I would create very elaborate but very tight blanket mazes in my room. They would take up the entirety of the floor plan. The whole footprint would be taken up by this just massive array of blankets and tables and chairs and what what can we go under and what can we slide down. I was playing in an even smaller space than I had originally started with. But within that space, there was so much scope for my imagination. And everything felt bigger. Everything felt like a palace, like a castle. And it wasn't that it was bigger. It was more expansive. And it was more expansive because we were really tapping into, we were really tapping into our imagination. And that's so important right now. You have to allow your imagination to break free. You have to allow the possibilities that you come up with in your mind to exist in your reality. Instead of replacing them immediately and most of the time unthinkingly with the responsibility narrative that you were handed or fed when you were growing up. Can you do that? Yeah. And interesting because the the next thing that kind of just dropped in for me, and I think I touched on this like maybe a month or so ago, one of the, or, or maybe it had been even further back. Maybe it had been in the 1111. I think I touched on, um, kind of the healing of the divine masculinity and kind of meeting back up with that energy again. And that's, that's kind of really where that next phase of the manifestation lies is in that 
healed space of the sacred masculine, which is that seating and building that architect, but mm -hmm. you're pairing that with this freedom that comes with, you know, not holding yourself back in any way, not, not painting anything with that thought of, well, I can't do that because, or right. that's always hurt me before, or, you know, it's stripping all of that away and going, okay, but paired with the imagination, paired with a sense of wonder, paired with the creativity, paired with all of those, you know, with, with the love and the joy and the fun and the happiness and the importance, all of those, you know, all of those words and all the things that they, they conjure in you when you're feeling them, marrying that with that masculine energy and allowing, allowing there to be no cost involved, allowing that drawbridge to open at the, in between that like solar and sacral space, because that's kind of when you're, when you get like a fun idea kind of drops in and you start ruminating and, oh, I think I like that. And you start imagining, oh, that would be really fun to do. And yeah, I can really feel into that, you know, and it's kind of filtering its way down from the crown and into, you know, the third eye, the inner knowing is like, oh yeah, that would be really great. And, you know, your you, heart lights you up, feeling your heart lights up. And then it gets <clears> down to like in between the, the solar plexus and the sacral. And it's like, yeah, but what's, it's going to cost you. Mm -hmm. What are you, what are you going to have to give up to have that? Mm -hmm. Or do you have the resources? Or do, do you, you know have the resources, the resources for that? Are you willing to do what it takes to get the resources? And so it never gets seeded because it never makes it far enough. It never gets anchored into that root space. And this is kind of the free pass. It's like, it's not going to cost you anything. Don't worry about the currency. Just go. Mm -hmm. Just go. For, like, we're playing with Monopoly money. Who who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of where you got to sit right now to allow it past that place where you keep getting caught up to actually allow it to seed and be built. And that's a more complicated subject matter. It sounds really simple when we put it that way, but I think a lot of us don't don't even know we're not allowing. We think we're allowing, mm -hmm. but there has to be a handshake. There has to be acceptance somewhere. You know, we, there has to be, you get to a certain point and someone or something is going to come along that's going to help you pick up the load and carry it. What does that look like? I'm not sure I even know yet, but I do know that an aspect of that that's been coming through is this perspective that I've not willingly developed, but sort of stumbled into have been shown through my own experiences that nothing in this world is serious. Nothing in this world means anything other than the meaning that you apply to it. Nothing. The people in the courtroom think they're doing something really 
with a lot of gravity. It's very important. It's very adult. It's very heavy. It's anchored into this judicial respect, strict sort of structure. But the truth of the matter is, is that they're just kids playing in mom's clothes. They're just playing cops and robbers. That's that's all it is. At the end of the day, when we depart from this plane and we're no longer in our bodies, we get to see that we've all been cops and robbers the entire time. Yeah. It's an illusion, people. It's an illusion. So when you're thinking about how am I going to get the resources, that sounds impossible, blah, blah, blah. If you can invite in the feeling of monopoly money, which is the perfect way to put it, I'd like to buy this hotel. <laughs> it, it is all monopoly money at the end of the day. And that's not an invitation to go out and be, you know, reckless with. <laughs> with I don't know. It might be in your account. It, but no, it, it might starts be. with the feeling, though. But yeah. it starts with the it, feeling. That's the thing is it doesn't have to be. But I'm not saying it's not. Because and, sometimes. And you, and you truth. need to see what will happen. This is true. If you feel this safe, if you feel comfortable, if you feel like that's a challenge you want to take on, let your freak flag fly, people. Take it on. Be careless. If, if careless is if carelessness is something you've never allowed from yourself, I I'm gonna bet that you could not be careless enough to create a catastrophe right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. If carelessness is not something you're used to playing with. My guess is it's going to feel like huge risk that you will never recover from if it goes sideways. But in reality, no one will even notice you have done anything and you'll feel kind of teed off about it. You know, maybe start small, you know, take the... They will start take, small. Take the lid off of the peanut butter and leave it out overnight on the counter. Squeeze the toothpaste from the middle of the tube. <laughs> See what happens. You know. You rebel. <laughs> go skinny dipping. Have fun. <laughs> you know, it just, it's that feeling of, it's like, you, you gotta, you gotta latch on to the feeling first. You kind of have to latch on to the thought of, I'm not going to be punished for doing something different. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be punished if like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back over the last week and I think there are just, there are things that I've experienced in the last week and a half, where I can honestly say that in the not so distant past, I would have punished myself unknowingly for allowing myself to feel like I could shift perspective about a certain situation because all of the history that I had surrounding that. What do you mean? Like, if something had felt unsafe to me in the past, and I decided today to approach that same thing as if that trauma had never happened. 
I don't think that I could have done that even a year and a half ago Mm. with as much work as I have done. I think that there was still a portion of me that was hanging on to yes, but you have been burned by that before. Don't make that mistake again. Mm -hmm. And I think I would have felt like any type of acceptance or allowance of something like that. I like, I would have punished myself for it. Mm -hmm. It would have been a, well, see, what did you get yourself into again? Why did you even attempt that? Why would you even go and try? Look what they've done to you in the past. They're just going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, yeah, but that was then. And this is now. And I am different. And the world is different. And the energy is different. And recognize it as a place to allow myself the opportunity to play and explore without being attached to the fear. Fear that maybe hadn't even been mine to begin with. But fear that either society put on me or that my parents had put on me unknowingly. Or that, you know, it's... I think about how many times we get caught up in somebody else's idea of something Mm -hmm. and how scary or wrong or you know just fearful it is and and how many times we let that fear stop us or hold us back from seeing if we can do something different in that space Mm mm-hmm And the truth of the matter, somebody else's story doesn't mean that it needs to be yours. Right. And the truth of the matter is, is that even if it was your story for whatever reason, however you came up upon that belief, the truth of the matter is, is that because you're different, because the energy is different, because the world is different, because everything is different, even if something does end up hurting you, the hurt will be different Mm -hmm. and it will never be like it was before. Because you have become stronger and you have become more knowledgeable. You have cultivated a wisdom that you did not have before. And that wisdom automatically lets you know where you are taking things too far, too personally, to this, to that. It alerts you to extreme polarity. And it tells you, if I'm feeling something so extremely, there must be a story that backs that up. And that's really what's causing the hurt. And that, the glory of that is that The story is yours and you can look at it and you can remold it, re-sculpt it, reshape it. Again, it's artistry. What is the new narrative? Should there be a new narrative? All of that is empowerment and that's empowerment like we've never experienced it before because we weren't taught that. (laughs) We weren't even allowed it. We had to do as our parents did because our parents kept us safe. And that's not true anymore. And the only thing standing between you and figuring this out is the willingness to actually test it. It's like Kate said in A Knight's Tale, are you at least willing to test it when she made the armor? Are you willing to test it? And he ended up with 
bomb armor that was totes light and you know made him <laughs> the next win new all thing. the things yeah and that and look at that look at what we have there we have the healed feminine energy or the 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 divine feminine energy approaching the healed masculine aspect yeah which is exactly what you were talking about yeah that's it but it but we embody both of those oh absolutely absolutely you hold both and you can't they both need to exist. You cannot push one out and and exist and live off of only one. You need both of those energies. It's it's the creativity and the seeding and the building. They they need each other to come together. And yeah, man. it's interesting times it is really interesting times and and i feel like we are just now hitting the upswing which makes sense because we had the messages at the end of last year talking about how we had come into port how we had come into a new space and that's really hard to believe when those messages come through at first because again that old voice of i've been burned this way before (laughs) You told me it yeah. would be different last time. And it's not that it wasn't different last time. It just wasn't the different that we wanted it to be last time. But this yeah. time, it is feeling like a different – again, we are we are on our way. We're journeying to a world that we have yet to be able to imagine. We literally cannot imagine the world that we're heading to, which is why we need to reground ourselves in those old experiences that we thought we had left behind because that is going to catch us up to speed as to where we are really, really quickly. So you may have a story, and I'm speaking to myself as I say this, and I hate admitting that because I don't even want to look at the thing that I have to revisit or think I have to revisit because fuck you, that's, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm, still, <laughs> I'm still in resistance to it. But every day I think about it, every day it's on my mind and I have a feeling that if it's on your mind every day and you are avoiding it every day, guess what, sweet pea? It's in your future. The question is, what's it going to look like? What's it going to feel like? Who are you going to be in that situation? And how long is it actually going to last? Because I have a very strong suspicion that if you are returning to situations that you thought were long gone, that you'd never have to experience again, even if you're returning to them or they're returning to you and you are unwillingly facing them, I have a feeling that once you step into them with any sort of surrender, they will dissipate very quickly or pleasantly surprise you and then dissipate very quickly because I feel like the majority of us are on a path to something we didn't even see coming. We have no schema for what's coming up. We can't yeah. we can't aim in any direction because what is coming up is something that has not yet been revealed to even ourselves. I feel like there is a really fun bomb getting ready to drop. But it's like even that may trigger some people because usually when when you're waiting for the other shoe to drop, it's a really big, heavy, horrifying shoe and you don't want it to drop. And fuck you. I don't want that. But I'm telling you right now, it feels like there is something so fun about to unfurl that we will be like, whoa. Well, and I think that's just it. Like we keep using the word feel. And I think that's that's been a huge part of the missing element is that we hadn't actually been feeling it ourselves. It was a 
false sense of feeling. It was built around what somebody else told you it felt like. So you just adopted that as your own. And, and that's what you ran with. Mm -hmm. But now we're stepping into things from our own actual seat of power from our own actual place of feeling and knowing we're connecting that in our own bodies and we're listening to it and it may take us a minute to to catch on to to what we're actually experiencing but once you do it's like oh oh this is what it is <laughs> right it wasn't right. that at all right because what i thought that was was a complete distortion like i hadn't even really actually felt that and again i think like the example that i used early with i feel happy i think because i was so used to you know what everybody else's quote unquote happy was and what that was supposed to look like and what that was supposed to feel like that, you know, once you're in a place of total awareness of yourself and you actually experience it, it's like a whole new thing because guess what? <laughs> it actually is a whole new thing Yeah, because it's actually yours. Like that's like, that's what my happiness looks like. I'll be damned. My right. happiness looks like tooling around with the hubby. And like not really having any definite plans, but just, you know, shooting the shit and listening to the radio and thinking about a few other things and, you know, having a fun discussion on Discord. And like, that's happiness. So I have a question for you, because sure. that happiness sounds a lot like what you've done forever since I've known you. And so my question is, do you think that before you didn't... Um, how do I, how do I word this? Do you think that before there was a sense of duty slash responsibility that stood Kept me sentinel, from the happy? Yeah. Stood sentinel at the gateway to the happiness that that would provide. And so Absolutely. it was always, it was always an escape, an act of escape. Instead of heading towards something, you were always running away from something, even yeah, though I, it looked the same myself. on the outside. Yeah. I punished myself for it instead of allowing myself to have it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I yeah. want. Cause that's what it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so now, what, how do you think, what do you think has changed in most recently in order to tap into the happy, tap into your happy? What, what have you finally satisfied? How did that gatekeeper, how, how were they subdued? How was the gatekeeper subdued? Um, I think the gatekeeper was subdued because I realized that like that sense of obligation is like obligation to what exactly mm -hmm. for why, like, how <laughs> is that benefiting you? Did that help you at all? Like, right. did you feel, did that make you feel good? Right. Like, like doing your duty, did that make you feel good? When mm -hmm. did that ever make you feel good? Never, mm -hmm. <laughs> never. Like, sure, you know, I would occasionally feel like, like I won a prize or something, but like, but it was, it was, it just wasn't something that I could connect with. Right. But I, how did you, how did you, what changed that, that you are now allowed? How did you believe? 
Do you see what I'm saying? There's this like very little nuanced crux that I'm trying to mm-hmm. tap into. The the sentinel's always been there. And you've answered mm-hmm. those questions before. When has doing my duty ever made me feel good? But something had to shift in your perspective to allow you to surrender to feeling happy, regardless of whether or not the gatekeeper was there. Because it's my belief that the gatekeeper only leaves once you see that it wasn't necessary to begin with, which means that you had to defy the gatekeeper in order to get to the happy. And I want to know how you defied your gatekeeper to get to the happy, if you have the answer. I don't know if I exactly have the answer yet, but Mm -hmm. part of me feels like at least part of that answer is that I finally ventured out of the cage of fear of whatever was coming next Mm -hmm. and just allowed myself to start tiptoeing into the space of, I took a risk. Yeah. And it didn't necessarily feel like a huge risk. It just felt like, what if I just release the need for it to look a certain way. Right. What if I just sit in a space where I can allow it to look different, but still feel good. And that's kind of, you know, it's, it's like, it's not even a huge, it's not like it's a huge shift no as far as like the experience and i think sometimes that's how we miss it is that it's it's so easy to step into that new space Mm -hmm. that you almost don't realize you have right and then it takes you know feeling lovey and fluttery and (laughs) squishy and squishy on the inside for a whole day before you go, oh, damn, I was happy. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's like, it didn't take, like, a million dollars didn't have to drop into my lap. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't even a particularly nice day. Right. Like, I ate a good sandwich that day. I had a really good damn sandwich that day. <laughs> Like, probably the best sandwich I've ever had, I had that day. Like, (laughs) but, like, just ridiculous sort of, like, little seemingly nothing type things that just added up to, huh. Right. I feel like I can breathe. Right. And that's exactly how it happened for me. That's exactly, that's the crux that I'm talking about because that crux is the same for everybody. So if we can get the word out that the crux really is just letting go of those expectations of the future and allowing right now to be what it is, what does right now actually look like for you? For me, it looks like having a conversation with a dear friend, discovering mysteries of magic, and putting out a podcast that I'm really proud of. That's amazing. Totally. And yet I have had this experience before where I did not feel amazing. I was worried that my roof was leaking. 
I was worried that I was going to have uh, horrible mold problems in my house because of the leaking roof. And it compounded from there. And that narrative was going on in my head concurrently with what I was experiencing. And it was taking me out of that experience. Yeah. And so I made a deal with myself when I when I was in search of, okay, if it's not money, then it's freedom. If it's not freedom, then what is it? It's fulfillment. When I realized all I needed was a day I wanted to get out of bed for in order to start on the journey to fulfillment, that was my agreement with myself that I would stop looking six months into the very daunting, horrifying future and just allow myself to be right where I am right now. What am I doing? I'm making cookies. What am I doing? I'm cooking dinner. What am I doing? I'm watching TV with my brother. What am I? I don't have any negative things to say about my life until I start projecting it six months into my horrifying future. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing right now? And even if it's waiting in line at the DMV, which is one of the most mind-numbing, horrifying experiences I can think of at the top of my head, even if it's waiting in line at the DMV, you're okay. You're just annoyed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're just annoyed. And you'll come out of this and you'll have stories to tell people and you'll make people laugh. People will commiserate with you. And it will just be fodder for, you know, maybe you'll find a better system next time than waiting in line at the DMV. Maybe something, who knows? But if you go from that DMV appointment that was so traumatizing to you because you had to wait there for five hours and you project it six months to a year in the future when you need a new ID or whatever you need to get from the DMV, you are going to use that to ruin every day leading up to that appointment. You know, I, I bet you anything that the DMV is the kind of place where you can really meet, like, your next deep, like, soul friend. Yeah. Because yeah. nobody likes You've nobody got, likes nobody going likes to the it. DMV. There's already a report. Nobody wants to be there. You're Everybody stuck there has, with people. <laughs> right? Everybody has something to bitch about. Strike up a conversation with the next person that looks as annoyed as you do in line. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, you know, and I bet you you're going to go have coffee afterwards or something, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you're going to exchange I've done emails <laughs> or Instagrams or mm-hmm. or something, you know, it's like. They may even we, end up right? funding your next big project. Hey, man, you never know. You never know. That is what networking is. If you take networking out of the very um, 80s baby uh, boomer mentality that we were taught about networking, uh, that it has to involve some form of alcohol and you have to wear real pants in order to do it. If you take all of those responsibilities away from or those um, uh, facets or whatever away from networking, network is ju- networking is just talking to another person. <laughs> yeah. And it can happen in yoga pants. It can it happen can totally, at the gym, it, it the grocery store. Yep. Yep. The DMV, it can happen anywhere. And who knows who you're talking to? You will if you talk to them. You know, at at a class that you decide to take somewhere where you don't know anybody and you get paired up with somebody and then you realize that you have all sorts of things in common with them. Mm -hmm. That's happened in both of the intuition classes. It's so hilarious that I've had, that I've held recently the the two individuals that have been to the left of me during a particular exercise that I do in the class 
in each instance, they were people who did not know each other, who once they sat down and pulled cards for each other, realized that they had something in common, something that they needed to bounce off of each other, something that they needed to like say to each other, explain to each other, like about their own lives and find similarities and synchronicities. It's happened both times. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I love it. I've watched it happen. I've been like this. I I may have put these classes together solely for the, you guys could have this little fortuitous (laughs) meeting. And I love that. And how did I just change the world? (laughs) What am I seeing right now that just changed the world? Seriously. Yeah. It's, it's a really fun thing to watch. Mm -hmm. And I hope more people get to experience those fun little moments where you know but again these are the things that don't happen unless you go out and you do a thing that you maybe wouldn't have chosen to do six months ago a year ago definitely not two years ago mm-hmm. because none of us were doing that sort of thing you know <laughs> none of us were like, allowed to <laughs> none of us were allowed to so now that we can go out and play go out and play go out and play and that totally feels like you know that feels like a good place to end it. I don't know about you. It does. No, it does. We that we've definitely done the thing. I think we've done the thing. And it was fun too. <laughs> it was really fun. I love this. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I feel like I'm on helium. It's great. <laughs> on helium. Oh my yeah. gosh. Haven't haven't okay. When was the last time <laughs> anybody out there has has sucked on the helium field balloon and and done the little squeaky voice. Doesn't I never that make have. You laugh. You never have. Yes. No, I you never need to have. run out immediately and do that. You need to uh, go swipe a helium filled balloon from like Party <laughs> City store. before they all close. <laughs> <laughs> and go sing a chipmunk song to oh somebody in line at the DMV. <laughs> I can do that without helium. I can do it without helium. Whole different experience, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, god. so this uh, this episode is going to drop on a Thursday, and after it drops on that Thursday, what we've been doing is we've been having a gathering on Discord, just a simple chat gathering. You can do it on your phone. It's just like a traditional stupid chat room where we stupid chat about cool things and sometimes stupid things. And we want you to join us. Everyone is welcome. It's completely free. The link's going to be up on our Patreon. It's going to be on our Instagram. We will send it to you privately if you email us. I mean, we want to hear what your journey is like right now. We want to know what other people are experiencing. Do you agree with what we've said today? Do you like what we've said today? Are we speaking to ourselves? Because sometimes I wonder. Let us know. <laughs> Find a way. We're, we're out here and we're just waiting to connect with you. Absolutely. Come have fun with us. Come have we fun don't with bite. us. Mom. Maybe okay. a little. just some nibbling anyway (laughs) have a good week y'all we will see you next time bye bye